damn, it's still not 2019 for people in the radio industry, Keith. They're so disappointed. Uh, we found Wheeler, which we'll talk a little bit about, uh, which is kind of fun. And, you know, as we've talked, all those posts you do on social media may be a true waste of time. We got some data that supports that now. So good morning and welcome to Media Insultant. We do this each Tuesday and Friday. My co-host is Keith Samuels, who's in Southern California. Keith, a good morning to you. Looks like you had a good weekend. Yeah, good morning, Jackson. A nice, quiet weekend here in the hills. So, uh, you know, I'm ready and raring to go. That's good to hear. And I'm here in the Pacific Northwest, just outside of Seattle. Uh, we survived a notorious seafare weekend with boat racing and Blue Angels and uh, grandkids jumping in the lake. So that was great. <laughs> And we do this, as I said, each Tuesday and Thursday. So let's welcome you to the Tuesday, August 9th episode of Media Insulted. Okay, Keith, here's, you know, we've talked about fraud in the internet space, in the digital space, in social media and advertising. But what happens if you pay Facebook for ad placement? And I mean, pay them maybe tens of thousands of dollars per day, and your creative is hacked by other creative, okay? So you pay for a placement on Facebook, but Mm -hmm. somebody else's creative shows up. And here's the real problem. There's no trace of the hack. You can go back and you you can't, they can't find anybody who has been, who is a new administrator. So they've hacked the admin process. Everything looks normal on the dashboard. The creative you've posted is still there, but it's too been hacked. Now, our, our audience here, who is primarily radio and TV and some digital sales people too, you know, they resell some of this stuff. They resell Facebook or yeah. and they use Facebook for their own promotional purposes. So w- what happens when everything looks like it's fine, but it's not? And this literally is a terrifying scenario that's happened to a major agency on the East Coast that uh, that they they faced this last month. I don't want to get too far into the weeds on it, but it's just it's just amazing to me that Facebook that these hackers are so sophisticated they can hack into it, and and it even goes to the point where the administrator will go in and go, "This is not an ad we bought." They remove it, and 15 seconds later, it comes right back. I mean, the hackers are so good. It's just amazing. So my takeaway, I don't know about yours, my takeaway is there really is no way to monitor your creative on social media. You do know it on radio or TV. You've got an affidavit. You can say, hey, you got a spot running tomorrow at 4.33. And you can turn on your radio or pop in the stream and there you go. Not with social media. So what do you think is... This this is a Bob Hoffman kind of a deal, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, or uh, Augustine Fu, who also is on, you know, on it uh, as well. But you know, God, you know, that's that's stunning. But you know what, Jackson? As long as the clients don't care, we're just going to keep spending billions and billions of dollars in digital because you know it's 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 really what works. And so uh, you have these companies that now digital represents 50% of all ad dollars spent. They suck up over 50% of all ad dollars. And it's this cesspool of fraud everywhere you look. So, you know, no wonder our TV and radio buddies are just pulling their hair out because, 
how, how do you compete against that? And people kill, still keep spending it. If I didn't run, if I didn't run the right spots, or somehow the spots didn't run, my clients would be really upset. They would want baked goods, and they probably wouldn't buy me for a while. I'd be in the doghouse because I couldn't run the schedules right in digital. What the fuck, man? Let's just keep pumping money in there, man. It's great. Well, and the and the the thing is, is that. If you think about it, all of the data that a client gets comes from the social media themselves. So they say, hey, we ran your ad. No. And you got no way of knowing whether they did or they didn't. Anyway, no. No. just a word to the wise. Be, be careful. All right. Our lead story today is taking a look at more Q2 financials out of radio. And, uh, you know, Keith, it still ain't. 2019 is it uh not even close not even close but we don't talk about that jackson we only talk about how we compare to 2021 you know because that was semi semi-covid now we're you know you know we're beyond covid lockdowns anyway at least in most places so uh so you know so everybody looks looks you know fairly decent but they don't look decent when you compare to 2019 yeah i mean i we can we're not here to dig into this if you want it further financials you just go to yahoo financial and their finance and they'll take care of it but you know everybody's up five or six percent saga reported six percent cumulus at five odyssey which is everybody has been kind of waiting for was flat yeah with radio well there's their course yeah 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 their core spot revenues were flat were flat uh, and, but know, they were up five percent in digital yeah, total. And they now claim 22% of their revenue is digital. Well, no, they were up 19% in digital. Their total net was up five. So, okay. Uh, so digital does help. Uh, but then again, you're reselling. You're a third-party reseller of most of that digital. They're selling some in their streaming. They're selling some on their, on their station sites. But for the most part, that's mostly made up of selling digital services of which you're paying other people to help execute. So, you know, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's all fairly similar. The, 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 the big news was is that iHeart saw total revenue get, go up almost 11%. Um, and, you know, but what's interesting about that, you know, their digital was up 27, almost 28%. Podcasting revenues were up 60%. But compared to what, we don't know. And what are they? They don't tell. They won't tell you. Yeah, that's right. But the uh, the Greg Ashlock run multi platform group, which is their radio station and events, was up just four and a half percent. But you know that. No, was, this is. We're, are you talking iHeart or Odyssey? iHeart. And so I, you know, so iHeart up four and a half percent. You know, over Q two last year, uh, you know, may have come at the expense of Odyssey and Cumulus and their spot business. Because of you know how they how aggressive they are at pricing and selling and you know we'll talk more about that later this week but you know everybody's up a little which is great but in a lot of these earnings calls and and re, and press releases you know third quarter is really squirrely they're not really sure they're talking about July being down August being down September being up and you know political in some you know June was a primary month in a lot of states and so political really drove business certainly. You know, in, in you know, if you had a, a contested primary, like we did in California, on a lot of a lot of things, uh, you're going to get they, there was a lot of political dollars, and the, you know, and so you saw. Yeah, but you you need you need the right format. You know, soft AC stations are not picking up much political dollars, which I don't you're right. You're right. So if you have the format mix, you've got news talks. Well, and Odyssey's got all the old CBS stations. Right, so. right. So they've got, you know, in L.A., they got KNX and San Francisco, KCBS. So they got all the old news talkers. Uh, or if you're Spanish language, if you're Hispanic, if you're Univision, you know, or Entrevision, 
or uh, SBS, you're just gorging on uh, on political stuff and a lot of issue advertising, not just candidates, but but, but issue advertising. So, uh, and as our friend Ed said, his TV guys are already crushed all the way through the end of the year because of political. You know, with, you would think that radio would 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 be lifted as well. We're just going to have to wait and see. Well, the interesting thing, too, and uh, this is a little bit of a side tangent, but the television stations are now saying that their core advertising revenue is off because political has displaced it, which is something you and I have talked about happening for a long time. When's that going to finally piss off the advertiser says, I'm with you all year round, political comes on, and I can't get my Volkswagen weekend sale ads on because you you bump me. So that's going to be a real growing problem for television over the next couple of years and and i do want to come back to one thing on odyssey you know david field ran the uh, ran the quarterly report and you know he faced it up front he said we've had real tough times it's been turbulent but we're going to do seven things he outlined seven things to exactly to bring some profitability back and and increase top line revenue now in my opinion, most of this stuff is pay no attention to the man behind the curtain kind of a thing. This is just all, you know, com- complete, you know, smoke and mirrors. But to his credit, he, he came out and he had some, and most of them were tech, invest in more tech, invest in some additional tech, oh, and cut prices <laughs> or cut uh, uh, cut staffing, you know, cut expenses, you know. They really cut to the bone. One of the things he said, though, that was so interesting, and, and this this was what I, I looked at this and I thought, man, they must be digging for this stuff. Because they said, let me read it here directly. They said they brought up as one of their points a new interactive chapter functionality. I don't know, on their stream or podcast or whatever. So that listeners can scroll through to easily find and play topical content on demand from across our owned and partner broadcasts. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea why you would want that functionality. You know, that just makes absolutely no sense to me at all. But at least they have a plan, Keith. <laughs> I'm scrolling through it right now. There you go. Uh, you know, I can't. I got to. I got to. I got to find the relevant content. You know, at, at least they have a plan. You know, what's David's plan? Well, the, they got to have a plan because they're about to delist, be delisted from the New York Stock Exchange because their stock's been under a dollar since late June. So they're in big trouble. But the other part too that they, that that he mentioned was that they were really going to really leverage the relationships that their new chief revenue officer Brian Benedict brought over when they hired him away from Spotify, uh, where he'd been for a few years. Prior to that, he'd spent a long time at Cats, and Cats is the, is the biggest radio sales rep firm for national business. In other words, the the business that advertisers spend from a big city and spend it all over the country in, in, in dozens and dozens of markets. Those big ad buyers were, you know, right where, you know, Brian was working. So, you know, he'd go out and, you know, get a buy for 50 markets, you know, for uh, Geico out of Horizon and everybody'd be, you know, really happy. But they're saying that he, uh, David's saying, you know, we really want to leverage those relationships. We really want to increase our national business. And we're going to use Brian's relationships to do that. Well. Those, those really are impacted annually. A lot of those budgets are set in terms of what gets spent nationally annually. So Brian's going to be pretty busy for the rest of the year trying to get money for 2023 and 24 out of these national yeah, out of these national or 
Yeah, next year. Uh, and you know, out of these big shops in New York, Chicago, L.A., wherever he's going to go. But the fact of the matter is, national is down everywhere. This is like the national budgets are shrinking. And so what he's going to be doing is he's going to be fighting for share <laughs> on national buys up against IART, who's pretty darn good at fighting for share on big national buys. So good luck, Brian. But, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough battle. And I, I, don't, I don't see how he wins that. Well, I, the thing that I found fascinating was that he says this, but he has, I, I don't know how many salespeople in the field right now, probably thousands in, the, in all of these markets all over the country who need to nurture local relationships, but he isn't encouraging that. You know, he's got reputedly the worst compensation plan in the business, and those relationships locally have the chance to develop a lot more revenue a lot more rapidly because their budget cycles are so much shorter on a local basis than it does on a national. So I find it very peculiar. You know, on one hand, he says we've got to nurture these relationships, but he ignores the fact that he has thousands of people out in the field who need to nurture relationships. Well, and those people out in the field, particularly in markets like Los Angeles, where I am, they're competing against the national partnership sales team that's going directly to the clients, directly to the big agencies. And even though they might spend in LA, they're going to be spending nationally across the company, across their platform and all their podcasts and all their digital and all this other stuff. So a lot of times you go in as a local seller and you happen to be calling on, you know, a, 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 an advertiser that's spending nationally, but they're local in LA because that's where their agency is. Right. You're not getting that business. Right. That's going to some, that's going to another rep. And then it's going to the, you know, the national reps are getting some of that stuff too. So, you know, the the local guys that we all know and love are just getting squeezed down to just very pure local. It's only so much of that you can grow. Yeah, the the gutter guys and the plumbers and the uh, reflooring people. So, you're, exactly. you're absolutely the, yeah, right. the, but yeah, yeah the, but at least Odyssey has a plan. They got so. a plan. <laughs> 7 Seven steps. Here we go, buddy. You know, we, we, we got uh, some correspondence from one of our followers a couple of weeks ago asking about social media. So we've kind of been poking around social media and looking at some things. And, and his question was, you know, why am I posting? Is it of, of any value? Why are we doing this? And at the time, we had an opinion. And, uh, you know, we said a couple of times we didn't think social media effectiveness was very directly correlated to listening or to anything else. Well, now comes a study that Digiday did, and they basically did a survey, and they found out that uh, with more posting, they found no significant difference between how effective they were in driving revenue or response. So more is Mm. just more. It's not more effective. It's just more, according to this study. They also said he also found in the study that Facebook and Twitter had the most uh, return. We had the best return in terms of posting to actual sales and revenue. Now, for radio or TV, that's a, a you know, we're not directly correlating the posting to revenue, but we are correlating it to audience development, right? To brand building. And I think what he's saying is right, uh, right. basically what they're saying in the study is don't get carried away. Do good posts, make them quality, lower the frequency so that when you post something, somebody actually has an interest in reading it and looking at it. And don't get carried away with four posts a day, like companies like Town Square apparently require all of their air staff to do four posts a day. I mean, I, I don't know what the hell you post four times a day about. But anyway, this study indicated 
the same thing you and I have spoken of for some time. A lot of posts don't yield more. So well, and, and I, yeah, I think the the idea though is that you fear you're going to miss somebody going to their feed, and they won't see your post. So if you're posting every hour something, then then you might see it, right? Because you know people don't spend all day on their Facebook feed, do they? For some people, yeah. They, you know, yeah. Some people spend all day on Twitter feed because Twitter's a, a life for for a lot of people, but. You know, but even that, you know, and it, and by the way, it's really easy to, to say I'm not interested in this ad. It's really easy to get them out of your feed. So, uh, um, you know, yes, more is just simply more. So you just give it a break. You know, come on, use some common sense. All right, Keith, uh, we found Wheeler. What? We found Wheeler. I, and just for people who don't know, just tuning in, we've, we've had this kind of ongoing poor poor. Uh, Wheeler, you know, his name is, um, uh, is he's the son of uh, Ginny Hubbard. His name is Wheeler Morris. Morris, thank and, you. Yes. We- so Ginny, Wheeler- Ginny Morris, she's the, you know, the uh, daughter of the, of the head. She's the daughter yeah. of, of the Hubbard legacy, right. Right, and Hubbard's a big radio group, television stations as well. And a few weeks back, uh, uh, actually now a couple of months ago, uh, it was or, oh, a little over a month ago, that Wheeler was, it was announced that Wheeler was leaving his position as the market manager for Hubbard's radio stations in Seattle. And that was that's a big deal for people in Seattle. It's a big yeah. deal for you and me because you know we we know those stations really well. So Wheeler was leaving and they were they were adding the market's uh, leadership responsibility to a very competent manager, Trip Reeb. Trip lives in LA but manages Phoenix for Hubbard and now he's going to manage Seattle and triangulate out of his Pacific Palisades uh, you know mansion to do that. And he was a longtime LA manager at K-Rock. But it was said in only one story that announced this big move because, you know, Wheeler Morris is a, he's a Hubbard. I mean, it's like, you know, those guys, he just got in the job a year before. Family. Yeah, it's family. He's family. He's gone. He's out of the family business. And the only article that mentioned where he was going was the Radio Online article. And basically that article said he was going to become the market manager, market president for Town Square in Fort Collins, Colorado. But we could find nothing after that. Evan Harrison's the current market manager for Town Square in Fort Collins. He was still listed on LinkedIn as the manager. You know, the job was posted online at the Town Square job site. So we kept asking ourselves, those of you that are familiar, that are, you know, longtime listeners and viewers, when's this going to happen? When's this going to be announced? This is kind of a big deal. Well, you tracked down Wheeler, but Wheeler kind of, evaded the question so what did, what did wheeler tell you well he, the question actually I, i'd heard he also had gone to grand junctions but he, he didn't he went to uh, fort collins and uh you know he's um, obviously he's going to take over that position uh, there's no question about that but he, he's being very quiet about it don't know why i don't know you know maybe maybe he's in you know what they say in finance he's in the he's in he's gardening you know in finance <laughs> if you go from firm a to firm b you have to take 90 days off and so you're just gardening. You work, you work on your gardening. So he may be gardening. All right. Well, we. Well, but the interesting the interesting thing is is that Evan Harrison was posting some farewell notices on LinkedIn. You know, the team was celebrating. It was a great time. I had you know great. It was there for like four years or whatever, and he's moving back to to LA. I think. Uh, you know, my work here is done. This has been great. So. The, the other shoe's going to drop fairly quickly, and uh, and then we'll celebrate Wheeler's new gig. That's right. As the market president for Town Square in Fort Collins. 
So there you go. All right, time to wrap it up, Keith. We have we have <laughs> blown through another Tuesday exactly. We'll be back Friday, and Friday we're going to talk about a great street beater idea for everybody who's Ooh. selling on the streets these days, and there are a lot of people doing that. All right. We drop new shows each Tuesday and Friday, and we uh, are on all the podcasting platforms, our video. If you want to watch our uh, – I don't know why you'd want to watch, but if you do, we're – it's the oh, best. Oh, it's the best. Okay. It's the best. You want to it's watch. must-see video. No question about that. It's on Vimeo at the Media Insultant Showcase, and uh, we just invite you to uh, drop us a comment anytime at Jackson at IntownMedia.com. And we'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, or things you think we ought to do some digging around in. So, Keith, until Friday, have a good week, my friend. You too, buddy. See you on Friday.